Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And today we'll be talking about My Summer Car. It, it's, it's a game. It's something. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a game. It's, yeah. it's vaguely game-like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, for those who don't know what this infamous game is, it's described as a vehicle simulation game because technically you're supposed to be building a car. But it also has a funny <laughs> little caveat that it's also a survival game. Yeah, and unlike Dinner any other survival game or car simulation game, I think, in existence, it is in a league of its own. That's putting it mildly. <laughs> um, fortunately, we have our resident car expert here. Um, Indeed. To, uh, to help us understand what this is the intricacies of oh my boy. summer is, car is that my job because like i know about cars but this game broke me so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> if i'm the right guy for the job I, I think this game breaks everybody uh like it one of the descriptions for this game um i'll get into like the developer and all that later but one of the descriptors of this game from the developers is this game is not meant to be fun. And it's my doing a good job. God, does it fill that. <laughs> it fills it to a T. Absolutely. So in most car mechanic games, I'm assuming that you just go in, replace old parts and put new parts in or build the car up from nothing, right? Yeah. Um, there's a whole series called mechanic simulator that is actually has a really similar mechanic as far as like the way that the car is assembled and all that that gets a little bit more you know nerdy in the way that it does things and they're very similar in that only um but it's like they took the element of that and made it where that is kind of like a zen thing you can kind of just zone out and enjoy like pulling a car apart and like seeing all of the bits and bobs and pieces and putting it back together this made it hell (laughs) (laughs) everything is maddening yeah in car mechanic simulator you just grab if you need a wrench you just use the wrench tool and you click on the thing and it does the wrenching on this you have to find the right socket size and And none of it's labeled nothing is labeled There are no instructions at all, no tutorial, nothing. You are just left with a big pile of very rusty parts that are missing parts, lots of them. Yeah. And no instructions. (laughs) Yeah. And some tools, but not all the tools you need. It is, oh my God. It's infuriating. It really is. Before we go into this a little bit further, though, we should probably go over, like, you know maybe what this game or who made this game when it was released and all that fun stuff first. Cause I mean, yeah, nominally yeah. there is a story to this game, but it really doesn't Ish. matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My summer car is a game made by Amis tech games, which is Johannes Rolola and Karina Ponka, uh, two very, very Finnish people. And it's set in uh, 1995 Finland. Mm-hmm. And before I kind of go into this, what 
little story there is. Uh, My Summer Car was actually started in sometime before October of 2016, and they made it onto the Steam Early Access in October of 2016. How long it's been in development is a great question. Um, There's not a whole lot of information um, that I could find on how long they've been developing, including on the Amistech Games website itself, which for those of you who uh, miss the GeoCities era of (laughs) website design, absolutely go there. It'll be a throwback. (laughs) Yeah, if if you if you do remember the internet back in the day, you'll go there and go, oh wow, <laughs> you'll have flashbacks. <laughs> it's the, the yeah, they clearly were designing the web page and did an excellent job, by the way, of designing the web page to be like the worst web page of 1995 you ever visited. So, mm-hmm. good job? Mm-hmm. Question mark. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> but it is intentional. It's really important to say it's clearly done on purpose so yeah uh one disclaimer that i will put in is my summer car is technically in early access still meaning it's uh, they they have a disclaimer that it is still in alpha beta whatever they're calling it um but looking at their release notes on steam it appears that they are just going into bug fix mode so that's why we're talking about it now normally we won't really talk about games that are in early access or open betas or anything like that mostly because those will change pretty wildly over time so that's why i'm giving this little caveat right now yeah and the game hasn't I, I bought the game when it first came out, and there have certainly been changes. I played it back then, and I played it again before this podcast. It actually hasn't changed a whole lot. The spirit of it has been very much the same throughout its entire history. So I don't feel like there's anything that's going to change between us doing this now and when they consider it fully released that would be of substance. So I'm kind of of the mind of if you're just doing bug fixes and no major plot point changes the game's done yeah it's released but that's just my two cents it's gone gold you might say uh it's gold as as gold as a game can be in the all digital era i suppose (laughs) my summer car is was released in onto steam October 24th of 2016 and they're saying that it's supposed to be out of early access by 2020 the end of 2020 but here we are going into November and it's not so uh yeah you know your mileage may vary (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and that's about like the most information that I could really find on this game specifically uh but the story of the game is just about as vague i'll be honest it it's very blunt about how you start by saying you were born into this car that you'll be fixing up over your summer of 1995 um because it literally does a fallout 3 except 
a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, where Fallout 3 is a spotlight that, like, slowly opens, which is already a little disturbing. This has got a distinct shape. (laughs) I'm not going to say more, but you're just kind of like, oh, that's what's going on. Okay. Which does set up the game pretty well for the flavor of the whole thing. This is not a game that anyone who is easily offended should play, because the whole game is offensive every single second of it. Sometimes viscerally so that's yeah. another disclaimer <laughs> yeah this, this game is definitely meant as an intentional game that is more to be played with people even though it's ironically a single player game but i'll yeah. go into that a little bit further so after being born into this car in like 1976 um it fast forwards to 1995 and you are unceremoniously dumped into what you can assume is the player's high school bedroom i guess yeah and and so you don't get any more information than that other than a note on the fridge yeah but that's not in your bedroom you're just that's true dumped in and you basically have to figure out the controls which is kind of interesting um i'll kind of get into that on the mechanics and then the impression section but yeah (laughs) so your parents basically leave a note on your fridge that says uh we're gone until we get bored don't be a lazy ass and drink beer all summer and that's it no other like really like story points other than the car, fix up the car. Don't be a lazy ass and fix up that old car or something along those lines. I can't yeah. remember the exact way it's written, but and that's it. Like that's, that's all it is. Yeah, that that's this. That's really the story. The rest is what you make of it mm-hmm. in this vehicle simulation survival game. <laughs> that's a combo that I wouldn't have gone for, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's basically the story of the game. And now, for the longest part, our impressions of it. Cause oh boy, get ready. <laughs> Buckle up. We got some. We got so, some. so to begin, Chandler played this game, Tom has played, and then played again this game, and I did not play it, but I observed them playing it. And I've seen other playthroughs uh, on, on the YouTubes, or, well, playthroughs, like, I don't think anybody I watched play it actually got through it, but... Uh... There's a reason for that. <laughs> Yeah, so so I I am I am playing the part of the person who did not actually control things, but that's probably a good thing because I took one look at it and went, oh hell no. <laughs> you're you smarter the, than I am. Yeah, you're the smart one in this group. <laughs> also, I I should say like I I'm I usually am the one that comments on like you know literature and and culture and stuff, but I have to admit I really don't know much about Finnish culture beyond metal. And the Kalevala. Uh, so I'm like distinctly at a loss in that direction as well. You know uh, about a thousand times more than I do, so <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. And if, if you know anything about, you know, pig-feeded people on a lake, then yeah, you know more than I do. I just ran into that person. <laughs> this game is very strange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. very strange. One of the things that I, I will go out and say very quickly here is the 
graphics in this are very rudimentary except for the vehicles like everything that you see in game that isn't a vehicle feels like uh an old early 2000s console game yeah that seems accurate (laughs) yep and they kind of make homage to that in the uh graphics section when you start it up because the highest graphics that they have are Goldeneye. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that is the name of the setting, which I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I kind of love that. That's awesome. When you look at the walls with the tree texture, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that really does make it feel like you're back playing, uh, Goldeneye. Can't mm-hmm. confirm. <laughs> But yeah, it's a very strange. Ah, those were the days. (laughs) Those were the days. I guess we should probably explain kind of some of the basics of, like, now that we've kind of gone over some of the stuff. Like, what is it like to play this game just without our opinions? Because it's more or less what it is 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 like an open world. You get this huge run of this world where there's a, a lake in the middle, and almost everything you in the world you can interact with. It's actually surprisingly in depth it's kind of a weird dichotomy of these like bad graphics but everything works in the game intense amounts of detail <laughs> like aggravating levels of detail yeah so it's a sandbox you can just you just get dumped into this world you can go play around and there's like stores that you can visit where you can purchase things you can call people on the phone you can drive almost any vehicle assuming you have the keys Again, Mm -hmm. aggravating amounts of detail. Uh (laughs) Yeah, this is the level of detail. When you're driving, in most video games, when you go into reverse, you hit the backwards key on the keyboard or whatever, typically, right? Yep. This game does not do that. You shift it into reverse and then you press forward, which is counter convention, but if you think of it as a simulation, actually very accurate, right? You still hit the gas no matter which direction you're going. Yep. Forward or backwards. But when you play it as a video game, it becomes infuriating. Mm-hmm. And that's only one piece of the controls. Shifting and I can is a say, whole different ball of wax. Yes. I can say as someone who regularly and intensely plays Forza and has been playing Forza for like I don't know, over a decade. And I usually play, you know, like simulated racing games in the hardest settings possible. I even have like a steering wheel that has shifters and pedals and the whole nine. Uh, And I drive with a clutch in the game. This game makes you do that, but so clunky (laughs) that instead of feeling like you're simulating it, it's like simulated aggravation, except it isn't a simulation. You have to use a clutch. There is no automatic version. You have to use a clutch, and it's a keyboard key. Yeah. Clutches (laughs) aren't buttons. No! They're just not. And the game treats it like it's a nuanced clutch that you can actually, like, but you can't. So you're basically permanently stuck with an on and off switch simulated clutch. If anyone knows how to drive manual, you'll know that that is... Painful. Violent, yeah, violent, and the car stalls a lot. And yes, you will have exactly that experience in this game. <laughs> it's like you're interacting with the real world through a clunky video game control scheme. 
that's probably one of the best descriptions I can have of this game. Yeah, it definitely lives up to that uh, phrase that it's not meant to be fun. <laughs> no! Good lord, no. And one of the things that kind of really pulls that to the foreground, besides just trying to drive in this nightmare of a vehicle simulator, is any other time you want to interact with the world, you normally have context menus in games. Mm-hmm. This game feels old because it uses the whole keyboard or a lot more of it than you would expect it is almost the entire keyboard everything has its own binding and it really doesn't need to because there's no more elegant solutions but it they wanted to go for the full golden eye experience yeah exactly (laughs) it's it's designed to feel old Mm -hmm. it's a 2020 game but it's designed to feel old and maybe saying it's a 2020 game has some other implications with the pain. <laughs> oh, man. Didn't even think about that, but you're right. You know how when you go back, you think to yourself, my God, I used to love playing Goldeneye when I was a kid. It was so much fun. I loved it so much. And then you like, you fire up the old N64, you bust out that old weirdly shaped controller, and you try to play with your friends, and you're like, how did we even do this this isn't even fun i'm frustrated i hate this they do a great job of capturing that that not the first experience of playing goldeneye the the later one (laughs) so (laughs) and just like playing goldeneye uh you can get used to it but it's Mm -hmm. never gonna feel intuitive no ever I could, I can safely safely say that because I've played more than I should have to, for this uh, review. But yeah, it's just not ever intuitive. No, and like, no, it's painful the whole time. Yeah, I even mean, after you I, get used to it. I have to know how much psychic damage do you think you guys took <laughs> from playing it? A lot. <laughs> Yeah. I need therapy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... It makes me question my love of working on cars. Here's the thing. <laughs> Made me question my love of games. <laughs> <laughs> Most video games, the point of them is like, there's this epic monumental task that you could never do in real life. And video games make that thing accessible. Where you're like, oh man, like I've always wanted to snowboard, but it's hard and expensive. So I'm going to go pick up steep. I'm going to play steep and it's going to be really fun. And I'm going to be able to do all kinds of insane things that I could never do in a million years in real life. I am currently actually building a car from the ground up. I've built every single piece of this car for the most part. And I'm having a ball doing this in real life. This is a game that simulates that experience. And I hate it. (laughs) Does it simulate it well? Is the question. (laughs) Both yes and no. It simulates the parts of building a car that are really frustrating and that you don't like and aren't fun. And then all the parts of building a car that are satisfying and make you feel good and is cool. Nope. Doesn't do a good (laughs) job of that. Yeah. It's, it's, this is a good, the good way to describe it is it's like simulating a non-car person trying to repair the car that they own because they can't afford a mechanic. It's that feeling the whole time. 
Yeah. So basically, if I had to try and fix a car or build yeah. a car, um, you were you were just... forced. You have no other choice, and you have to do this, and you hate every single second of it. And you have to get it done before your <laughs> case of beer, your what little food is in your fridge goes bad. Right. Yes. <laughs> Remember, this is a survival game, so you have to care about that. Yeah. And as someone who has built a damned car in real life, I was struggling to figure out how to put the car together in this game. I was going, why does this part have to go first? In real life, it doesn't. It's like got this weird thing where you have to do things in certain orders and they're not necessarily the order you would actually do them in it's yeah. super frustrating <laughs> that i imagine would be like just the level of frustration with that where you're just like this isn't how you do it in real life right probably like equal to my frustration in the dig with like that's not how linguistics works <laughs> right exactly that's accurate. and it's it's, it's insanely accurate in a lot of ways, but again, it simulates all the stupid stuff. Like, like when you're jacking up the car, you have to like position it correctly, and then you have to pump the jack. And pumping the jack is kind of hard. You can move when you're doing it. And then like picking up the motor or moving the car into the garage. Simple tasks are hell. <laughs> yeah, that is not an understatement. I went through the tutorial or like a walkthrough on how to build the car probably about five times because I guess I wanted to try and say like building the car and having the um, inspection complete was quote unquote finishing the game. Yeah. I didn't get there. Neither did I. But I'm the car guy. I bought this game with the intention of like, Oh man, it's a game about building a car in your garage. That is so cool. I love that. I want to play the shit out of that. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah, do no. it. <laughs> no, it's intentionally painful. That's uh-huh. the only way I can describe it. It is intentionally painful to do it. And that that is an important point. They could have made it fun. They didn't. And it was a choice. It, it was a conscious choice. Why? Why Very did clearly. They choose? Well, so it took me a while to figure this out. It took me a long while as I was sitting there driving my tractor to go pick up junk tires so I could keep building this goddamn car that I don't even care about. Yes, I was born in it in this game, but oh, no, this car is not worth it. It's not a very nice car. And (laughs) that tractor does not go very fast. So I had a lot of time to think about this. (laughs) <laughs> this this came out uh probably around the same time that um you know the goat simulator kind of came out that whole yep. mm-hmm. parody genre that thankfully kind of fell back into the background right and i think they were inspired by goat simulator or something of that ilk that that would make sense it's also kind of like reliving their childhood or like early college or yeah like becoming an adult and i i'm i don't like it (laughs) but i am fascinated by it like this is a game that if we were doing an award would get the love to hate yes 
it's not fun. It has realism where it doesn't matter and fucking cartoon physics where you it's like I think what? it would matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you pump up your the jack and then you accidentally put the piece into the car and then it clips out and causes the car to flip over the moon and now you have to f- try and figure out how to flip the car back over. <laughs> what? I, or, I got nothing. Or when, when Chandler was playing it, putting a, a, uh, a tire in the back of a car, letting go of it, <laughs> it somehow flips the car over backwards, catapulting that same tire into the lake never to be retrieved again because there's no way to pick something up once it's in the water. Yeah. Yeah. It what it was amazing the level of like cartoon physics that happened in that single moment yes. after the interminable slow tractor ride. <laughs> Yeah. And dunking the car delicately into the lake to clear it of wasps so Chandler wouldn't die. Uh, and yeah. then we go to put the tire in the trunk, which you think is just really easy. Just put it in there and drop it. Yeah. And no, the tire drops and it just catapults. It just capsizes <laughs> the whole car and catapults the tire into the air, into the lake. And uh, never to be I used really again. wish we were... I wish we were recording that because that was just... Oh, we should have. Oh. It was It was a fantastic moment next to the and then suddenly wasps and death. Uh. <laughs> which, which I think is an important point. So here's the thing. All of this game is pain. If you are playing this game by yourself, you will only get frustrated and give up. Yeah. If you are streaming this game while playing it with friends, you will laugh... For hours. It is the weirdest game I have ever seen. And the reason it is painful is so you enjoy it with other people because they can all laugh with you. Yeah. That's that's why I think they pulled it pulled inspiration from the Goat Simulator. Yes. Because Goat Simulator playing by itself isn't a good game either. No. Yeah. It's stupid. And that's the thing. I I think it's really important. We keep shitting on this game constantly. And it's really important to say, we don't hate this game. (laughs) We just don't want to play it alone. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's not a game that's meant really to be played alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it just, it, mm, yeah. You play it alone, you'll get frustrated. And one other thing, the survival thing is not a joke. No. The survival thing no. is a core tenant of this game. And by default, the developers said, you know what? We're going to put permadeath on. And <laughs> so it's you, roguelike. It's literally a roguelike game. Uh, roguelike has a few more tenants to it. But the permadeath, you don't think it's a big deal going into it because I'm building a car. How hard right. could it be? Then you get in and you see... Oh my god, I have to care about my stress levels, not to say anything about my thirst, hunger. Why do I have a urine meter? (laughs) (laughs) The urine meter is one of those, like, it's vaguely offensive, but it's also one of the funniest parts of the whole game, because they went into so much (laughs) just weird detail. If you pee on people, they talk about it and make noises it's gross but yeah. also funny if you enjoy toilet humor 
this game is for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, um, and one of the other parts of the survival thing is you have a limited amount of money. And they don't yes. tell you how to make money in this game. No. One of the ways that nope. you make money in this game is literally hauling poop. Yep. Cleaning because out toilet humor. Tanks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and when you die, and oh yes, you will die, be it from starvation, wasps, drowning in the lake, getting... Your house on fire. Yeah. Yeah. You can actually burn your house to the ground, and it <laughs> will... If you leave it and come back to it, you will have a burned-out house of a house the whole time. The level of detail in this game is insane, but only in the weirdest places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the ways of dying in this game are legion. Oh, yeah. They are legion. Yeah. But they don't get... This game will not hold your hand. Which Ever is, at any point. Which is kind of the, the charm of it. I struggle to use that phrase but it is part of the charm of it because yeah you have to kind of take some of your external common sense and try and fit it into this madness that they call a game uh Mm -hmm. like you know getting drunk and then trying to drive is an experience in this game now i can't vouch for how accurate that is in real life but my god does it really advocate not drinking and driving yeah it does a very accurate uh drunk simulation i'll just leave to be fair the game does a relatively good job of convincing you you don't want to drive ever again (laughs) just in general okay yeah that's accurate (laughs) that is accurate I, i will say that is another point of this game that is really strange to me you spend hours and hours and hours and hours putting together this car And so you'd think that the reward at the end of all of this pain would be that you'd have a really fun game to drive around in. No. (laughs) Every aspect of driving is awful. (laughs) Yeah. Your reward is more torture. (laughs) It's it's clunky, is is a, a nice way of saying what it feels like to drive in this game. And... It does, a, it does simulate crashing, and it does simulate damage. So you can spend hours and hours and hours putting this car together, and then you can go a thousand feet, hit a tree, and wreck it. That's a thing that you can do in this game. And it feels about as good as it sounds. Yeah, it never holds your hand. There is no point in this game where it is nice to you. The game is just trying to screw you over the whole time. In, like, 30 different ways. <laughs> yeah, like, when I was streaming this for uh, Tom and Devin, I started, before they joined, by riding, trying to ride my midi bike to go pick up stuff from the store. Oh, that midi bike. Sounds pretty benign, right? Well, I made it to the store, and on <laughs> my way back, the game just said, oh, you know what, your mini bike front tire is now in the terrain, and... You're going to crash. So, yeah, I didn't wear the helmet. And guess what? Permadeath is on by default. Mm -hmm. So that entire, I'm going to call it a run because that's really what it was, uh, was wasted. Because I crashed and smacked my head into the ground. And then the most infuriatingly 
perky 90s music you can possibly think of <laughs> shows up on the newspaper that says you were killed. Yeah, every time you die, there's like a front page article about the, basically, it says something to the effect of this dumb high school kid died via whatever it was. Bee stings, thirst, hunger, <laughs> car crash, run over, burning to death, being run over. <laughs> there are so many ways to die in this. I think there's more ways to die in this game than there are in Skyrim. <laughs> I, you know... That's, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is not what you would think with a car simulator, like mechanic simulator at all. But it is. It's what it is. Yeah. I think you can even drop the car on top of yourself and get squished. Oh, I would be shocked if you couldn't. Wow. I was going to say I'd be shocked if you couldn't. But Honestly, yeah. 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 Killed by your own car. You can yeah. spend too much time in the sauna and die of overheating. Um, yep. Mm -hmm. What else? Uh, Can you drink yourself to death? I tried. Boy, that sounds weird. Uh, so no, out of context, that that sounds really strange. Uh, <laughs> it does. Yes, you tried. I genuinely tried to dr die of drinking too much alcohol, and this game, if it if it promotes anything, it's alcoholism <laughs> and smoking <laughs> cigarettes and Holy smoking shit. cigarettes. Oh, just don't ever stop smoking cigarettes or you'll start vibrating so bad you'll feel like you're inside a jackhammer. <laughs> but, yeah, if you drink... I, I basically just spent all of my money in front of the convenience store buying every single beer there was. This is before I discovered that the game actually has hard alcohol in it, too, uh, which would have been a lot easier. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I blasted through, like, two cases of beer, maybe even three, and... Oh my god, the whole world is just like... Uh, he, Jim is right. Being drunk is not... It does a great job of experiment or uh, uh, simulating that. You're, the camera is swinging all over the place. It can't really focus. You're just like a mess. It made me nauseous to watch. Yes. <laughs> to say nothing of play. Yeah. Right. And so you're all over the place. I finally... It's hard to drink to this point because just grabbing the alcohol <laughs> becomes a challenge at some point. And, uh, which I guess is accurate. Yeah. And yeah, after you drink that much, you end up blacking out. Um, your screen goes black and stays black for quite a while. And then you wake up back at your house and you get an achievement for learning how to teleport. <laughs> so... Well, I.e. one of the villagers hauled your drunk ass back to the dock and dumped you there bingo that's exactly what it is and uh which <laughs> is hilarious and then you have a hangover so that's cool <laughs> but hey if you're ever now you know if you want to play this game why uh but if you want to play this game and you get lost just find some alcohol and get freaking plastered, plastered. <laughs> you will Black come back to the house Honestly, the core of building the game or building the car isn't really interesting, at uh -huh. least not to me. And I think the developers knew that. And they built a world around this this car building mechanic. And then they went with the mantra of this game is not going to be fun. And somehow yeah. hit a magic note somewhere in this madness where 
yes, none of this is fun, but you will have some amazing stories come out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not fun, but it's it's compelling. It's, yeah. Yes. And yeah. it's very funny. When the the third time I attempted to go get the tires <laughs> after <laughs> trying to wrangle the car into the lake so I could drive it, I I finally got the car flipped back up on its top and realized that the shed that I was standing next to, there was a guy in there watching me the whole time. (laughs) And I was uh, probably about an hour into this whole fiasco of driving a tractor and smashing into a car, trying to get it into the lake so I could kill the wasps. (laughs) And I was just like really pissed that this guy didn't even like come out and like say, Hey, what are you doing? Or like offer to help or anything, which would be far too much effort to put into, you know, actually simulate. So I walked in, saw that there was a card game on his table and he was just sitting there waiting for me to play it. (laughs) And there was a bottle of, something to drink i was pissed so i was like you know what i'm gonna sit here play your stupid card game and drink all of whatever that is (laughs) bad idea (laughs) it was apparently a handle of vodka and uh my character handles vodka about as well as i do in real life i.e not at all (laughs) so playing what i assume is some flavor of poker absolutely shit-faced I end up winning 50 bucks and then having to spend a night in the car that I spent so long trying to get the wasps out of. Because again, the game is an intense simulator. So yes, you can fall asleep in the back of a wagon. That's awesome, but so strange. But why? Yeah. You're, you're building a car. Why why am I spending an hour and a half trying to find tires for the car that I'm building, trying to dunk another car into a, a lake to kill wasps so I have something faster to drive around than that goddamn tractor? Yeah, because you only have, in the beginning, the tractor, which is slow but safe, and the minibike, which is fast but will kill you. It yep. is guaranteed. <laughs> like, it's only a matter of time. It's not usually a very it's fast. <laughs> it'll kill you quickly. Uh, and if it doesn't kill you, it'll somehow flip over and then have a jitter fest on the ground because it, it like is clipping through the ground in some way and you can't pick it up and you can't interact with it and then you're just stranded out in the middle of nowhere. And the running speed in this game is pretty accurate, so if you want to get anywhere, you're going to be running for a long time, because most of the map is empty. (laughs) It's like lots and lots of empty roads with little spurts of things you can do, but lots of traveling between them. Yeah, and the... So, all of the reward of working to get this car to pass inspection is an off-road, or like a dirt road rally race that you can enter in all of this pain all of this punishment leads to a dirt rally race which which is cool if it was fun it would be fun but driving is not fun in this game exactly (laughs) i don't like this game 
and I will be very blunt about that. But I am very transfixed on one of the developers had a very strong vision of what they wanted in this game. Mm-hmm. And my God, did they make it? Mm. If this isn't their vision, they, they, they found the lightning and followed that to where it goes. The, the we, game is obviously a passion project and the amount of passion and love weirdly that went into this game is kind of amazing. There's a ton of effort in it. Like, it is super janky and broken in so many ways. But play this game for five minutes and you will realize that the, the amount of effort that they put into it is monumental. Yeah. I don't know why. I kind of walk that back a bit and say, watch it for five minutes. Okay, that's a really good point. Definitely watch it for five minutes. Playing it, <laughs> if you're a masochist, go for it. You'll love this thing. I know we've been basically saying this is a terrible game but we're not wrong and amazingly enough it's compelling in Mm -hmm. some way i don't quite know what in this cavalcade of half thought out mechanics and terrible physics makes this a compelling game but there's something interesting in this yeah like i don't know what else to say about it like I've never had a game do an emergent story so stupidly. Like, <laughs> it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love the emergent story that you can come up with. Like, oh, this is the car that I found in the ditch and rebuilt. And just, oh, that Satsumi or whatever car that my parents wanted to rebuild. I didn't want to do that. So I didn't. I towed another truck home, or another car home and rebuilt that. You can do that in this game. I don't know yep. why you would want to, because rebuilding one car is a pain, let alone like the five other cars that you can build in this game. But you can. Yep. And the lack of hand holding is actually part of it that I think is a strong point? Question mark? Cause it kind of goes back to when games were almost a wild west of you would open it up and you didn't have the manual because maybe you rented the game or you got it from a friend or whatever. And you have to figure out what is going on with it. This game does that very well. And it does have that old school hard thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I mean, a lot of people kind of enjoy it. It is a hard game. And that is a weird thing to say about a mechanic simulating game, but it's true. It's painful. It has some of the worst controls I have ever played, and that's including Game Jam games. (laughs) And yet, there's something interesting in this game. Do not play it alone, though. No, if you're going to play it, play it with friends. Only one person can play it. That won't matter. They'll have a blast watching you play it, or you can have a blast watching them play it. Or take turns Uh, with the pain. Yeah, that's actually yep. probably a good idea. Then you can kind of that's spread it out. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a hilarious game, and the, like I said, the stories you'll come up with. I mean, the three of us were laughing like crazy the whole time we were playing, and um, I don't know. It's it's a weird game. You wouldn't think it would be fun until you actually get a chance to to try it out, and just the goofy scenarios that you find yourself in, and the world. 
spend time exploring the world. There are just tons and tons of little nuggets that you're going to find, you know, that are funny or cool or weird. <laughs> or end up killing you somehow, or, like wasps. A lot of them will kill you. <laughs> Fucking wasps. Uh, the yeah. wasps, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you, uh, they, they just fly around your head <laughs> with this strange yeah. buzzing sound. They sound like weed whackers. <laughs> yeah. They sound like weed whackers. <laughs> There's just a bunch of two-stroke uh, engines running, you know, revving up around you. And and presumably as they sting you, your face swells up, and so your, your field of view gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, yeah, until then, it's like almost a pinhole. If you keep it up, you will die. <laughs> yep, and then you die because they're really mean wasps. I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've never been to Finland. I don't know what their wasps are like, but apparently, according to this game, they're incredibly mean. They're two-stroke motors with like toxic amounts of stink potential. Apparently, I mean, maybe those are the murder hornets we keep hearing about. Oh my god, the murder hornets. <laughs> right? Be. No, and to be absolutely fair to this game, there are other parts of the game that we didn't even touch. Oh, like, yeah. there's a whole bunch of gambling mechanics in this game. Like, I didn't know that gambling was such a thing in Finland, but everything you, like, uh, go to, like, store-wise has either lottery tickets or... A poker machine or whatever. Yep. Like, that's a whole thing that I didn't even touch in this game. Let alone, and... like, making money in this game. I never lived long enough to spend the 3000 <laughs> whatever before I died. Yep. And it's, it's weird, too. I mean, when you're first putting the car together, it's a piece of crap. It's a rusty piece of crap. But if you really want to, I don't know if... I don't know. You have to have the patience of a saint. You can spend like a thousand hours in this game, build up enough money that you can go and get the car repainted and all the body work done on it. You can soup up the motor. There's a whole upgrade catalog that you can order parts from. And presumably you have to actually, you use the phone to call. I mean, this is the nineties. So like you pick up the phone and you order parts over the phone. And then I'm sure because this game just loves pain you have to wait for the parts to show up yeah. and you can build the car and you can turn this car into like a full on rally racing machine. I've, I've seen people on YouTube. I don't, again, they've, this has got to be a way to certify someone's insanity, but <laughs> people have done this and it's really cool. But again, the reward is a terrible driving simulator. <laughs> so why? Maybe to say you've done it? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I feel like the eight hours I spent with this game were something. Yeah. <laughs> they were something. I, I have nine and a half hours. I looked, and that makes me question my sanity. I, I was actually really surprised that y'all played it as long as you did, because I was like, wow, I would have thought, <laughs> you know, three, three hours would be enough. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought that, too. And then something clicked and this game showed like character I didn't even know that it could potentially have. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you just run into some guy walking down the 
train tracks with with apparently like a chainsaw, but you don't see it in his hands. But you know it's he's the one with the chainsaw because you keep hearing it as you approach him. And then he's just walking there. What is this so, guy doing walking down the train tracks with the chainsaw? I don't and know. And the chainsaw's running? Well, like you could hear him cut down trees. <laughs> you never see him cut down a tree. But you know it's him because he's the only human or vaguely human pig-like thing. In they have weird in, feet. Yeah, they, they really do. That was That was another discovery from the shack guy uh but yeah he's only human humanoid in like i don't know a mile radius because this is a very big empty space and he's just there yep what is he doing don't know where is he going don't know do i have enough beer in my tractor to follow him to make sure no (laughs) i don't (laughs) but he's gonna be doing his thing and I'm sure I'll run into him at some point in the future. Because if, if memory serves, the only thing that you can drink to satisfy thirst is alcohol, right? Or you can turn on the uh, tap and jam your head underneath it. Yeah, so what you're saying is the only thing you can drink is alcohol. Got it. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or, or a, a whole quarter gallon of milk. Just oh, yeah, I forgot about the milk. Yeah. There are so many odd things about this game, and it never lets up. <laughs> like, I I know we're kind of like just giving it a terrible description, but like every time it's hard you're, to describe. Yeah, every time your character grabs a beer, he shotguns a whole beer, and then just throws the bottle, which is hilarious yep. when you start drinking that case of beer you bought from the convenience store and just start <laughs> throwing bottles right at the convenience store, dude. Yep. Which, you know, if you drink too many of those things, then you got to pee. And I mean, you've been throwing bottles at the guy for five minutes and you're already drunk as a skunk. So oh, boy, what's he's... the guy to do? It's going to haul off and pee on this guy. Cause apparently that's what this game wanted to get as an experience (laughs) (laughs) and the store clerk will quite unfortunately respond to you being on in i i i said on and then i said in and that's kind of giving it away (laughs) (laughs) oh god and then again toilet humor (laughs) yeah and the worst part of this is there's whenever you run out of stuff like you've have no more real like you only have like 25 money to your name and you have to get back to your house and your bike is just some somewhere in the woods because you crashed it you could ride the bus all the way back to your house or vaguely back to your house i don't think we ever actually made it back to the house riding the bus i I think we made it all the way around the entire map because i couldn't really tell where we were and yeah, there's no yeah, map. The bus goes all the way around the map, and then you end up right back in town. <laughs> yep, and there's no map. Keep this in mind. No mini map. At any point, is there any mini map? There's no way to even hold a map. You just have to memorize the map. And there's no inventory. And the signs are in Finnish. There's no inventory. Anything that you are holding, you have to physically hold. Yeah, you have what you can hold in your hand with the F key. Yep. And, and woe be to you if you accidentally pull the things out of the bag from the convenience store. 
because now you have <laughs> those 12 items, individual items, to carry back with you. And you <laughs> took the mini bike. Uh-huh. And there's nowhere oh, to put them. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I feel like we could talk about this game for like, I don't know, three times the amount of time that we ended up talking about Subnautica, but I think we gave a pretty good feel for what the game is. What do you guys yeah. think? Yeah. I, I agree. If you want to know more about this game, honestly, the best thing you can do, and I would say anyone, you should just watch a Let's Play of this game. Right. Because... It's shockingly entertaining to watch. This is a game that was designed to be watched. Yeah. Um, that's fun, for sure. Yeah, and if after watching somebody else play it, you're interested, uh, first of all, why? You're wrong. Yeah, um, you're wrong. Second of all, <laughs> it isn't that expensive. Just no. even if you don't get it on sale, I think it's, what, like 10, 15 bucks? Like, it's not super cheap, but it's not super expensive. And if you're still interested after watching somebody else play it, you'll probably find some joy out of it. Like even me, who isn't really into vehicle building simulations or vehicles mechanic simulations, I was able to find something vaguely enjoyable out of this game. So, I mean, I'm not pushing people to try it but it is an experience and it's a very unique one especially when you look at other games that are in the same genre which is rather rather telling actually although i never want to see a survival mechanic again (laughs) (laughs) never never again isn't it getting a sequel? Yes. Why? I haven't the foggiest notion. But the reason why it's coming out of early access is because they've started working on the sequel to this called My Winter Car. Oh, and God. I shudder in horror to think of what abomination of a control scheme they're going to put into that one. If they keep the same one, I will be beside myself. The, the reality is, if they and I doubt they'll do this, just knowing these developers, because I think they take delight in people's pain, but if you were to make exactly the same game, with exactly the same level of detail, but make it fun, where like the driving physics are fun, and relatively easy to grasp, and fixing the car is fun, and relatively easy to grasp, and doesn't require an intimate knowledge of the internals of an engine... This could be a phenomenally fun game. I could imagine a game where you have to go do little odd jobs that are quick and easy and not painful to make some money, to go fix up the car in your garage, and then later upgrade it and do races and all of that stuff. As a car guy, that is a pipe dream. That is that is what sold me on this game in the first place. When I read about it, I was like, oh my god, it's the game of me. I... I <laughs> This is like my actual life <laughs> in a video game. Yes. Little did you know that it's a very oh, abusive lover. It is so abusive. <laughs> so I, I doubt they'll do that. But if they did, it would be really cool. But there's like no way. I don't know. I'm very conflicted about this game. It's 
it's interesting and very compelling from an indie perspective and from a developer's perspective because they actively went with the game is not supposed to be fun which which is interesting yeah who's gonna do that and try and make a sellable game and more so have it actually sell using that mantra i don't know how they did it I feel like that's kind of what makes this game special in a way. Because if they made the game that I just described, what they would have is a commercially successful, fun game to play. It would probably have a much larger, wider audience. But But it would be missing something in a way. Because it would just be another game. It would be somewhat of an unremarkable thing in a way. It would be bland. It'd be bland. Yeah, certain people, like myself, would probably love it. And certain people, like this developer, probably wouldn't give it a second look. Like yeah. the entire Forza series. Right. It doesn't hold any interest to you. I have like a... I don't even want to say how many hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, and, and so if they made that, that would... Uh, yeah, whatever, you know, cool car game, whatever... But what they have instead is almost more of an art piece. And it's un, it's like almost unplayable, but obviously all of us had fun with it. So it's doing something that nothing else, there's nothing else like it. It's totally unique. And uh, that's cool, you know? I think there's space in the world for both things. So Yeah, just make the control scheme something less painful, please. Please, please, please. But then it wouldn't have the GoldenEye experience, Chandler. I don't... The, I can live without the GoldenEye experience. I still have my old N64 if I want to experience it. I'll I let know, you right? know that thing has not had the dust pushed off of it in a long time to say nothing of playing games on it. That's for a reason. Yep. You know a lot of those games, I love them. I have infinite nostalgia for them, and they belong in my memories. Mm-hmm. Dragging them out into the day, uh, broad daylight is a bad idea, and will screw up your rosy-colored glasses. <laughs> yeah, and playing My Summer Car is exactly like that. Yep. Except it's a new game, and why did they feel like that experience needed to be put into the world? I... This game is fascinating to me. <laughs> it is so fascinating. It is. It is. Like, I, I don't have any other description for it. It is fascinating for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. But, you know, there, we've got almost 20 hours between the two of us, and we're lightweights. So... Uh-huh. I, either we're missing something, or we just really suck at this game. Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, it's like I said, I think that this... The world... Clearly... There's, there's a spot in the world for this game. It's probably not in our best play or, or, or you know, like, what do you call it? Uh, Would play again category? Fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I, I occasionally will pull this game out when I have friends over, you know, prior to the whole virus and not being able to have friends over situation. But I've, I've had people over and just showed them this game because I'm like, you, you just have to see this. And they're like, ah, and I'm like, no trust me 
You don't you're know going to what you're going to be feeling. And it is going to be a very odd sensation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when people come over and watch it, they're, at first they're like, I don't know if I really want to watch And then like an hour goes by and they're like, what the hell? This is so crazy. And we have a blast. So honestly, I think some of the nine hours I have playing this game is honestly just showing it to people and so we can scratch our heads together. So it's fun in its own way. I don't dislike it. I'm not going to spend a lot of time playing it, though. So It's unique. I can't really defend it. It's fascinating. But normally I'm <laughs> like, hey, the developers, they probably had a time crunch or some other concern here. But this thing's been in early access for four years, to say nothing of the time before early access. And they had a very distinct vision of what they wanted the player to feel. And they full committed. That's an understatement. <laughs> I got to applaud them for sticking with that vision for four years. Yeah. Like, big clap for them right there. But, hmm. Do we have any statistics on how much, like, this game sold or anything? Oh, you're going to make me look at Steam Spy, aren't you? Based on what I've seen, for one thing, I don't have a huge number of friends on Steam and five of my friends own this game that might actually be one of the like most common games i have with with my friends which is weird because almost none of them are car people as far as i know there's I half a million to a million users of my summer car that's people who have who own the game between half a million and a million users there you go it's in a oh category of its own. God, <laughs> what am I doing with my game design life? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, even if well, it's... Clearly you need to make a game that's not fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have no problem doing that. That's the easy part. <laughs> but what is this game? With uh... up to a million user or a million installed players. What the heck? Yep. It's not an unsuccessful game. And there were a thousand people playing it just yesterday as of this recording. What? <laughs> what? Oh, and the playtime total, on average, is about 40 hours. So they got halfway through wow. building a car before they got murdered by the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. does it have so much interest? Why? <laughs> Sorry. I, I just got baffled. This is baffling to me. I am a car guy. The most hardcore car guy you'll ever meet. I live and breathe cars. And I don't get this game. So, it's a game made for me, but it isn't for me. I, I, I don't... <laughs> There's nothing like it. What can I say? It's yeah. even worse than that, actually. Technically, I have I know my cars, and I know one particular brand better than most, as almost all car guys have some brand that they favor. My particular brand is Datsun and Nissan. And it just so happens that the car that you are building in my summer car, at least the one that you were born in and get initially, is an old Datsun. They call it a Satsuma or something like that, but it's very clearly an old Datsun Sunny. And whatever that car is, <laughs> I don't care. 
it's an old Dotson. It's a game about building an old Dotson. Like, good lord, could you make a game for me anymore? And I don't want to play it. <laughs> that's that's weird. But here, here's the thing: if somebody was watching you, you would absolutely put another four or five hours into this game, easy. Oh hell yeah! If if you guys ever say like, hey, let's just hang out and you can play my summer car and we'll watch, I'd be like, yeah, all right, I would do that. Would I sit down and play it by myself? No, I would never play it by myself. Absolutely not. It's boring. I spent three or four hours playing it by myself and I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> so, But it has all of the humorous situations that you would expect out of an indie game. Yeah. Because there's nothing in this game that would be allowed in a triple uh, A. Or oh, God, even no. a triple I. Like a triple indie like high level indie game no this is yeah this would never even get to the um you know pre-production phase nothing none of it i agree i think that is what makes it kind of beautiful is it's got lots of little things in it that are just so broken and stupid and offensive and silly and offensive and offensive and offensive i'm gonna put that one in a couple times because uh-huh but that is kind of what makes it a an experience is it it's shocking it's uh unexpected you will be surprised non-stop throughout this game you need like one of those old school uh wraps around your jaw to hold it up because it's just going to be hitting the floor the whole time it is i think that's the thing with this game i feel like the real you know because any game there's a reward system and you think when you find out how the game is put together and what it's quote-unquote about, you think, okay, well, this game is going to be fun because I'm going to put a bunch of time into building this car, and at the end, I'm going to have this cool car that I built, and that's going to be satisfying. You're wrong. (laughs) What's going to be satisfying is, A, just ogling all of the incredible detail that goes into it. Again, as a car guy, the one thing I will say they did really well is putting the engine together and stuff, maddening totally maddening but it's amazing how much detail they used and then what's really satisfying about the game is just while you're going about your business doing you know the things you need to do to put the car together or just ignoring that altogether and just exploring the world or whatever is coming across all these just weird little nuggets and laughing your butt off that is fun so it's not that the game doesn't have value it's just not what you expect i mean You watched us both fumble through it. Did you have any additional thoughts about it, Devin? Um, I mean, I <laughs> it it is fun to watch. It was fun to watch you guys stumbling through it. Um, it, it it's it's a load of nonsense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and like, there's a lot in it when when you know i'm watching it where i'm i'm going like why like what does this mean like what is what is the ethos behind this you know like what what is what are all the cultural things leading into this that seems like nonsense to us and might be nonsense you know to finns but actually like is referential somehow you know what i mean like i i just i wish i knew more or or had a way to learn more about that aspect because i wonder if that would like put a different you know 
shine a different light on it to to like if there were things that are just kind of poking at things that are like co- a common referential point uh culturally there that maybe we're not seeing it um but it is fun to watch you guys like stumble around in it and and watching like the weird weird things that happen and you know tom sitting in the middle of the road getting drunk and smoking like he just like shotgun back a couple beers and like smoke like power smoke like (laughs) Like a cigarette and then and then knock back a couple beers and take you know and just and watching the meters just play with each other like it, it it's wild it's absolutely strange and the whole like like i don't it's almost like because this whole map um because i like went on like the Wikipedia and then one of the other uh, like playthroughs or, you know, attempts uh, that I watched on YouTube, like uh, the, the, they did like a lot of exploring of the map and like going around the map and going into the, the town and, you know, all of this stuff. And it's just, there's just, it's just a crazy amount of stuff in the map. And I, I don't know. It's, it's really odd because it's almost like the whole game is its own little pocket universe. Yes. That, mm-hmm. Which in a way, like all games are kind of like their own little pocket universe. They are finite. You know, they are video games. They're finite. They don't, you know, you obviously like can't leave the map. Uh, different games handle this in different ways. Like, for example, Skyrim, turn back. You can't go that way. Or was that Oblivion? I feel like they both did that. But anyway, you know, <laughs> it's like you can't, you can't go that way. You need to turn around. And it's like, well, thanks for breaking my immersion game. Um, this one, I don't know what happens when you reach the edge of the map. But it's weird because it feels like the world is somehow infinite because you are stuck in this one place. And that's it. Like everything around you is just wilderness. and There's nobody there. Like your parents, like, you know, player characters, parents have gone somewhere and they're going to be there till they're bored. Mm-hmm. And the implication is like, you know, you can't reach them <laughs> even if you wanted to. Like, you know, you are stuck here. Like the only way you can escape is to somehow like do what your parents did and just GTFO. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you're stuck everyone in the town is just stuck in your and it's just like really kind of strange how it feels that way watching it that it feels like you know nothing ever changes in this town like it's it's this weird like twilight zone kind of space that as you're trying to muddle about and figure out things to do like whether that is building the car or building another car or just trying to get as drunk as possible (laughs) or explore the map it just it's like just this weird and then like the way that you know permadeath is on you know by default and chandler mentioned earlier um like you know permadeath is on and so like if you die by wasp stings then all of a sudden you end up right back where you started, like Groundhog Day-esque. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just really, really strange. And I feel like I want to say that there's something there in that, like this, this sort of strange, like, pocket universe Groundhog Day time loop. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. It Maybe it's just me, like, looking at it and, like, being, like, you know, conspiracy.gif. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's just... I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing because bo- both watching you and then watching the playthrough on YouTube, like, um, I just had that feeling that it, it, the whole space is surreal because there's, it, it looks like, you know, N64 era GoldenEye and it's a huge map with a lot of stuff in it. And 
you don't run fast. (laughs) (laughs) And tractors don't move fast. Driving is really, really strange. Almost like the game doesn't want you to drive. Like, it's like the whole universe is conspiring against you doing (laughs) anything. I don't know. It's just, it's like really, really weird. Because again, like, you know, it just kind of builds into that this isn't supposed to be fun. Like, there's some weird existential oddness there. Um, yeah, but like that was kind of my main takeaway. Besides, lol, death by bees, uh, <laughs> lol, and, tires uh, yeeting into the lake. Yep, the tire just yeeting into the lake. Uh, <laughs> Tom trying to like crawl along the road to get more beer <laughs> because he was like blackout drunk. It's just crawling along. Like I don't know. It's it's just a really, really, really strange game and. Maybe there are no answers, even if I want answers. But um, I definitely think it's worth like looking into, like finding you know a, a let's play or, or something or a highlight reel on YouTube or something just just to see it if you're not familiar with it. Because um, it's just really, it's really strange. Mm-hmm. But it clearly a lot of care went into it. Oh yeah, someone loves this game. It's like the developers clearly love this. Like there's there's something in it that just, you know, the love just comes out. And, uh, and I, I, I wish I could speak more to like the cultural side of things because I really do feel like there may be something there. But I can't. I can't. All I know I mean... <laughs> It's 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 just, it's it's so strange. Though I do love that when you're walking around, um, or something, you know, that that you'll hear a cuckoo, like a cuckoo bird. <laughs> um, and I, I I believe if I if I remember right, um, I th- I thought they were a, like a, a good luck symbol. I thought they were like a good a good luck thing. But just my luck, I'm remembering that incorrectly from my grad school days and reading the Kalevala. <laughs> I, I feel like, based on the way the game is built, it's probably the opposite. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just, just like, ah, oh, the bad omen cuckoo is here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, um, yeah, every time, like, watching you guys, and every time you'd hear that, like, cuckoo, cuckoo kind of noise, I was always like, oh my god, it's a cuckoo. That's amazing. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> and I know about that. And <laughs> were commenting on it right when we were like, oh god, I'm getting stung by wasps. Or, oh <laughs> yep. god, I'm gonna die on the side of the road because I forgot to pack enough food or whatever. What the hell is that noise? Oh, it's a cuckoo bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. That's gonna be the signifier of my death. Yep. I, I should have paid more attention, like when the cuckoo starts going, when you're dying, like you know, like slowly dying of bee stings. <laughs> I do. I I have to say, I think the most funny and cursed of when we were when when I was watching y'all play it uh, was purposefully trying to get the house to burn down. <laughs> making the 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 like horrible trek all the way to the town and then trying to get back and seeing the plume of smoke yes. on the horizon the entire signifying time. that the house was burning <laughs> and we were like oh my god we have to get back to see the burned down house we want to see the burned down house and um and, and we just never made it back because it was like 
walking into a, a, like a cursed dark forest where there's no way out. Like yep. you're in the labyrinth. It's like we can see the plume of spoke, but we get no closer to it. And I think I think the only way we got back was to discover the teleportation technique of black getting blackout drunk and then just waking up on the dock and turning around and going, "Well, there's what's left of my house." There, there was a house there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was all done burning by that point. Yep. It it was gone. It was just completely gone, and we're like, oh, well, I wanted to see it burning, but okay, I guess not. Yep. Our parents are going to be so mad. Is it bad that I am suddenly tempted to go back into the game, fire up the sauna, and just sit around and wait until it catches fire so I can at least experience that? I do it. (laughs) I I would just, like, sit there drinking beer, you know, just... Getting progressively (laughs) drunker? (laughs) Yep. Smoking cigarettes and just waiting for the house to burn down. <laughs> like... and, and see, that's compelling. You will it want is. to go back and try this I mundane know. action of sitting in a house while it's, you're waiting for it to burn down. Yep. And just like, you know, record it and then put some like moving inspirational music over it or something. I don't know what that would be, but oh whatever God. that song is that plays when you die would probably work. Right? <laughs> probably. okay so you did mention something that i I gotta point out the the game almost like most games intentionally keep the mundane or monotonous out of it right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the way you were describing like how the world felt infinite well i think it felt infinite because they kept all the mundane and monotonous in it yeah, yeah, that's true. It makes yeah, it feel that would make sense. Your your sense of oh, what do you call that? It's the the crap. There's a name for it in games, and my and I know it. And my brain is totally skipping out on me. Uh, where it feels real. Um, immersion. Immersion. Thank you. This game, weirdly, very weirdly, is probably one of the most immersive games I've ever played. Like. It, Honestly. It does have some strange immersion. In some ways it reminds me of Morrowind in that like, you know, <laughs> the world feels infinite. Yeah. And you there's so much and you can just like turn around and find something that you've never seen before in however many hours or years you've been playing the game. Like I, I still find weird shit in Morrowind I've never seen before. It's like almost twenty years old. And and this game has that feel too. Where it's like, it feels like you could just wander off into the woods and then find stuff. Yeah, that's true. And, 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 and you're just like, why is this here? And I, I don't know, but it's here. I found it. You know? Mm-hmm. It, you, you do make a good point. Like, this does feel like Morrowind. The madness that is Morrowind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a playground for lunatics. Yeah. I, I want to see more of that in games, honestly. Like, not the maddening part, but... I feel like a lot of games nowadays hold your hand so much, they kind of get boring. There's something fun about, like, Morrowind. Morrowind was crazy because you could do anything. You could not play the entire story. And, like, when I played it, I collected pillows. I had every pillow from the entire town. I would break into people's homes, steal their pillows, and bring them back to the home that I stole. Nothing else. Just Nothing way. else. I stole all the pillows in the entire town. All of them. I mean... <laughs> and yeah. 
And My I summer s- car repeats that too, though. Like, yeah, it gives yeah. you that like you can do yeah. stupid, mundane things that are quote unquote boring, but that's kind of fun. You can just yeah. burn time in it. Yeah, yeah. Just get a get a smoking addiction because <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just so it's just so strange, and I think really I think. Tom, you kind of nailed it. Like why why it is so strange. Besides, it it's just kind of strange, but why it is so strange is it is so different from you know mainstream stuff where it's like there's not really a story. It's not holding your hand at all. It encourages you in a lot of ways to just fuck around and do whatever. Yeah. Um. You know it. it it's and and you don't really get that you know it's it's not really streamlined it's not not really polished question mark no it's really not (laughs) there's no polish yeah and it's just like i mean because yeah and it's just like it's not really trying to be anything like it it is what it is like you, you know you go you go into it knowing what it is like maybe you don't understand fully what it is but you do know what it is and that's just well what it is it 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 doesn't pretend to be anything else it doesn't try to be anything else it doesn't try to be like you would expect a game to be uh whether or not you believe a game should be one thing or the other yeah it's um it's just it's just really really wild that it's it does a lot of things from games of yesteryear that are interesting and then it just kind of goes in its own direction uh that's a great way to describe it (laughs) it just it goes it goes off and it does its own thing and you just go why and maybe that's the point is just why well i think (laughs) the point of this game is that it's it's pointless the whole game is pointless yeah there's no plot there's no conclusion there's no fun reward you don't get a cookie you just, you just. I don't know if I would use the word pointless. Like, I get what you're saying, but I feel like there might be. It's pointless in the way that life is pointless. It's, it it's dumps, aimless. Yeah, it dumps you in it's a world and it just goes. More than it is you do what you want. You have to find your own journey. We're not going to tell you what you do. Yeah, you don't even have to build this car. You could just go find a random one and get the keys for it and cruise around. You don't have to touch the car at all. So you've angered some cosmic being, a eldritch god, and it's trapped you in this time loop in this strange place. But you know, whatever, just make the best of it. You do you. Yeah, you do you. You know, you want to burn down the house? Fine. You, you want to learn how to play the piano? Okay. You want to gamble away all your money? Sure. You know, you want to be addicted to alcohol and cigarettes? Fine. Who doesn't? You know. You know, it's it's fine. It's just it's whatever. You want to haul around a whole tractor trailer worth of shit? Yeah. yeah go ahead. And, I, and I wonder, and I wonder too, just how much of it is. Like it's obviously a a a, a, a fantasy version of like. It seems that it's obviously a, a fantasy version of the developer's, you know, young adulthood. Sure. Um, either, you know, in high school or, or, or whatever, in their adolescence. But I wonder just how much of a fantasized version is it? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, yeah. like how, how much of it is, 
like would we believe like how much of this was actually true you know like how much of this is 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 rather true to life and how much is actually fantasy you know you, you um, know if that guy, that guy with the gambling thing in the shack by the lake actually existed and had pig feet i would be floored <laughs> <laughs> those pig feet like i i don't even know how i ended up crawling on the ground in that fucking shed to find out that he had pig feet. But he has pig I'll feet. I'll tell you how. You had a lot of vodka. It was that's that how. handle of vodka. <laughs> that yeah. That's no, there's no mystery there, Chandler. <laughs> yeah, you, you fell onto the floor and you went, oh God, this man has pig feet. And why is the, the world spinning still? Uh, yeah, what is happening? Yeah. Also, just to all the Finns out there that might be listening... Your language is amazing. Oh, it is. And your curse words <laughs> are incredible. <laughs> it's it's just, it's a beautiful language. And it's, I hear, one of the the hardest languages ever to learn uh, if you're not a native speaker um, and, and grow up learning it. Uh, it. Yeah, your language is awesome. Just know that you have one of the most awesome languages in the world. And, some of and the one of the weirdest games ever. <laughs> yeah. And one of the weirdest games ever. <laughs> some of the best idioms for insults. Oh my god. Oh yeah. The game but, translates the insults and you can insult people. There's a whole entire button dedicated to that and a whole entire other button dedicated to flipping people off. Yep. yep. <laughs> Which yep. should give you a little more flavor of the game. And yeah, yeah the the translations are hysterical. They yeah. they are hysterical. I just I wish I knew what it was like to hear what our like a translation of our curse words are because really curse words are silly regardless of what language it is in. But translations of them are particularly silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the idioms <laughs> yeah. that are normal to us are just absolutely Ridiculous. absurd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It makes for very. It's funny though. It's very funny. It's another one of those great elements of the game. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I know there's not a whole lot of music in this game, except for, like, the title screen and the death screen. Um, mm -hmm. But what did you guys think of that music? It's great. I, it's great. <laughs> it, it really, I don't know. It just, it feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, but then you're like, I don't know what else I would have expected, though. Like, literally nothing else would fit. Yeah. It's death. That's true. By wasps. It's, it's like, simultaneously, it doesn't fit the situation at all, because it's super happy and cheery and upbeat and kind of playful, and you just died, probably horribly. Or um, in the stupidest way possible. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why it fits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's entirely accurate. And the, so, the, mm -hmm. like the title screen has some of the perkiest music for one of the most bizarre games I've ever played. <laughs> yep. And it is perfect. Yeah, I don't know. I this is a game I love to hate. Yeah. I think that's why, you know, we're, we generally like to talk about ways we can improve upon the game. I think we've kind of already done that in the regard that fixing the controls would be great. I think the game would be a lot more fun if the controls were better. But it's a... I, I don't know. I kind of like it the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is a fascinating case study of... Broken the art, is fun. Uh, the artiste. Yeah. Um, for those who aren't familiar with that idea, it's the 
idea that uh, somebody is the driving force behind a project or a piece of art or something like that. And this is very much a case study of that because these developers, these two developers, have a vision of what they want and they executed on that vision and you can play that vision of what they wanted you to experience and my god is it an experience mm-hmm. i just slack jawed on that <laughs> yeah I, I think the word you mean is is auteur yeah auteur works <laughs> i just i was just thinking and i'm like i think there's a, another word uh, yeah auteur but yeah <laughs> Point stands, however. Yeah, well, yeah. I, uh, that's my uh, degree showing or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what that feels like at all. It's useful. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I paid so much money for this. And, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta use it at some capacity, otherwise I wasted my life. Oh my god, this game repeats my life. <sighs> oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway um yeah so do you guys have any closing thoughts on this go watch uh, someone play my piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah what he said experience <laughs> it for yourselves the madness don't experience it for yourself experience <laughs> well, someone's experience <laughs> yes there you go <laughs> well experience doesn't necessarily mean play in this context yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can experience like madness is madness no matter like how many degrees of separation you are from it. <laughs> yeah yeah like you could be two kevin bacons away from from madness and it's it's still bad name mm-hmm. oh that's, yeah. a, that's that's a great way of describing it <laughs> yeah okay uh, i think we've kind of uh talked about this game far more than we needed to but so uh where can people find you guys you can find me on the internets uh twitter instagram twitch uh lady marowiff yeah and uh you can find me on instagram twitter sort of in a very limited capacity and youtube but again haven't updated in a long time under the name tamakazi T-O-M-A-K-Z-E. And you can find me blackout drunk in front of the convenience store. Um, besides <laughs> that, uh, you can also find me on Twitter as at J.C. Siron. J-C-S-I-R-R-O-N. This has been the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm still Tom. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. I kind of, I, I was like debating whether I should say you son of a pussy at the end. <laughs> you son of a pussy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>